what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about the Oscars, or rather, who we think is going to be going home with an Oscar, from best actors and actresses to the best picture, of course, you know, the big old award that everybody says matters, but then really don't matter, but then it kind of does matter, because then it'd it be going on the front of every movie. Anyway, the point is, we're going to have a good time, so go ahead and grab your snacks, grab your drink, and listen in on the first ones to die. You are now listening to the first ones to die. The first ones to die. First ones to die. What up, everyone? Welcome to the first ones to die podcast. We hope you're having a great day wherever you are. It's the end of April. It's getting to the end of April, so. April showers bring May flowers. If it's showering where you are, if it's sunny, we hope you're having a great day. We just we just want to uh, extend that that branch of positivity. You know, this 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 time before the summer, you know, you're anxious for for the warmer weather. You know, you're ready to to go out into the sun and get warm. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I'm very distracted. There's a goddamn bird outside my window just chirping his head off. It keeps We're all over the place me. in this episode today, so bear with us. But you know what also is all over the place? The damn Oscars, okay? Because every year, they somehow... They somehow get things right, but somehow get things wrong as well. I'll and we're going to talk La La about... Land. F- um, fumble. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about Moonlight. it. Yeah, the Moonlight, La La Land. Hopefully, we won't have a fiasco this year. But hopefully, I kind of I I wouldn't mind seeing it. You know, entertainment. I love reality <laughs> television. So, anytime a faux pas happens, I'm all here for it. Anyways, how are you both doing today? Uh, I'm warm because it is now 80 degrees in Seattle nearing the end of April, which since when does that happen? Um, but other than that, I'm good. Chatter's good. Hanging out in the background for the people who are watching this visually. What about you, Jerome, other than being a bit sleepy? Oh, my goodness. I'm all right. You know, I look like a music man right now. My two guitars back here. Freaking synthesizer right here. Like it's just, <laughs> just all these instruments. Um, uh, but I'm doing good. You know, I got the second dose of my COVID vaccine today. So one step closer to being fully vaccinated. So that's good. And then, um, you know, uh, other than that, I'm just chilling. You know, getting ready to do more work. By the way, y'all, you talking about visual stuff. If you want to see what we do behind the scenes, we have po- we're going to start posting some more vlog stuff and stuff like that on the YouTube channel. So subscribe to the YouTube channel to find out a lot more content that you can't get on the audio version of our podcast. You know, you can't get it on Spotify. You can't get it on uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all the other places. You can only get it subscribing to YouTube. So do that at First Ones to Die or The First Ones to Die. I'm sorry. Subscribe to the channel if you want to see some cool stuff. Agreed. And Rob, um, Jonathan, also, how are you doing in Cali real quick? See how I'm you're doing. doing... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, I am doing well. Yeah, I just moved uh, to L.A. last week. So it's been very hectic. 
Um, but I think I've somewhat started to settle down a little bit. I gave a word of advice right before we went live to Jerome and Alex saying, do not buy a furniture from Home Depot because, you know, their, their experience is, is, is not the best. Still waiting on my bed frame, but here we are. You can't complain, you know, first world problems, but whatever. I, I still have a roof over my head. What was that? They're holding it hostage until you come back to the podcast. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you yeah, again to our friend Rob, who was willing to jump in at literally the day of we asked him. Yeah. Per- yeah so Shout out to nice Rob. Episode. I told you yes. Jonathan wasn't dead, even though I know for some of the listeners, you might say Jonathan was on the last episode. Well, did, you know, we had we had some we had some stuff we pre-record things people yeah all right so, you know why do you guys need to break the magic and only rob kept saying rep jonathan <laughs> i want people to let people know that that wasn't jonathan's last podcast that he had a tragic accident <laughs> that's why he did he's no Clearly longer gonna be with right. us. he's present he's here now so or for those I? who were concerned is this jonathan look, look, jonathan is still is Jerome okay and least, me are pretty you know. good at editing and like you can be too jonathan but I doubt we're at that level where we can create like the holographic fake face going on, bringing you back from the dead style thing that you see. I don't know. We're not at that I level. am we in a new location. I am in a new location. I mean, not and... to them. You're just like, you have another white wall. Like that's the same thing. Well, no, no. He's got a pillow behind him. Or yeah, the so couch. The setting has changed a little bit, I guess. So I guess that's true. <laughs> well, back to the actual topic at hand, um, the Oscars. The Oscars. The Oscars are this upcoming Sunday, and a lot of people. I don't know what the Oscars theme is. is. That the Oscars? Probably I don't think to it that. was. Any- that sounded like Entertainment <laughs> Tonight. Like, is that the Entertainment Tonight jingle? That might have been Entertainment Tonight. Um, so the Oscars are on April twenty third. Um, the Oscars are on April twenty third. They're on April twenty third. April 25th. April 25th. I'm about to say, like, April 23rd is Mortal Kombat. I I remember that date. (laughs) Well, we've talked about a lot of dates. They're live on Sunday, (laughs) April 25th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time Mm -hmm. on ABC or their app or um, seems to be, like, a multitude of, like, subscribing streaming services to get a look. So, trying to catch that. I always, you know, growing up, I've watched the oscars i feel like every year no actually that's a lie i didn't really watch them growing up too much but in maybe the past like seven eight years i've been watching them religiously even if i don't watch all the movies because it's a a lot of movies to watch and sometimes most of the movies or sometimes some of the movies you know i have no interest in watching um but it's 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 often a fun time, you know, trying to get in all that Oscar binging before the actual ceremony. I think I only had one year I actually knew what was going on with the Oscars. Um, I think it was, I think it was the year Moonlight got nominated. I had watched most of those movies, so I I, I could actually form an opinion of like, okay, this movie should win. Um, and it hasn't been that way since. But I've never watched the Oscars. I always just wait till the next day to see the highlights on YouTube or like read who won and who didn't win, that sort of thing. Um, I like watching the pre-shows. 
Uh, I do like hmm. seeing the different gowns. And, and the red carpet. Yeah, and, stuff. and I, I do know they have a lot of, like, restrictions of it. It doesn't matter if, like... I learned, like... I watched some video about a lot about the events of the Oscars, and there's a lot of, like, restrictions and rules. Like, whoever the host is, like, the guests can't eat. You can't be caught on camera eating at all, so there's no, like, hors d'oeuvres or drinking or anything like that inside the hall. So some hosts will go ahead and create like little box lunches. Ellen DeGeneres, you know, did the famous getting everybody pizza. I think Tiffany Haddish brought fried chicken one time, like in her purse. Yes, yeah. I remember She passed that. out cookies to everybody when she won an award. I forget. Tiffany Haddish won an Oscar? No, not an Oscar. She won an award oh. though. Okay. No, she won a Grammy. She won a Grammy. It might've been that. For um, comedy? She's, mm-hmm. always, she, she's always been super fun to watch on ride carpets because it's also cool to see people who are very excited about the outfits they're wearing and the like because i don't think designers get enough credit sometimes about the you know gowns they're wearing they've created specifically to be shown on oscar night oh they Some get people, plenty of credit just you know you got to watch the channels where they right talk but about then that it's sort of like thing. oh it's really more focused at the beginning of the night than when you get into the show which is understandable uh, it's more focused on the awards, but like, I mean, I can't, I don't have that skill. I can't draw or design, think of new outfits or something. You know what it is? They need Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers with her fashion police show. They used to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Joan, Joan Rivers is like really, really racist. And like kind of awful. That is true. But still, I'm just saying to your point, the way she, she was the only one who seemed to care. <laughs> Like, about like talking I'm, about the designers. I'm enjoying seeing the outfits, but yeah, no, there's no. I mean, you know what anyway. I enjoy? I really, I, I like seeing. <laughs> um, I like seeing the newcomers, the people who it's their first Oscars. Maybe they've been in the game for a minute, or maybe they're just new to the game, and it's their first time that they've been recognized, or this is their first time that they're attending the ceremony, or maybe they're up and coming. So maybe they're not nominated this year, but they have the potential to get nominated in a future year. And it's so nice to see them. You can you can really see their excitement versus the people who you know this is like a trip to the grocery store for them. So they've they've like been Leonardo here DiCaprio. After year. Yeah, or Meryl Streep. Yeah, (laughs) all praise to Meryl Streep, but she's probably like, okay, when when is this going to be over? Like, do I really have to come to this every? For Meryl Streep, I bet she's hiding fried chicken in her purse. She knows exactly what to pack in a purse. I I feel like she's because her and Leo are on different wavelengths. For Meryl, it's okay. When do I get the Oscar? Versus for Leo, it's just I guess I'm here. You know, I mean, he's gotten an Oscar, but it took him a minute (laughs) to get one. That's a good point. He's just like. like, didn't he eat like actual raw deer or something? For the revenue, I, yeah. I I think I heard something. Listen, that's really what it took to yeah. get the Oscar. <laughs> I mean, is that anyway? Um... So we're gonna do some predictions here. Now, granted, mind you, we have not watched all of the movies that have been nominated. So some of these movies, or many of them, yeah, or even many known of, them, of the title of the movie until right now. <laughs> So, so take what so we you, say here a little bit with a grain of salt. We're really like, as I said in the intro, we really are just here to have fun. Uh, do not take our predictions as like, man, they're going to give us some informed opinions about mm-hmm. which actor they believe will win the Oscar. Like most of this there is just are, opinion there are other and other podcasts and YouTube channels for that. Right. You this ain't the one. Seriously. <laughs> 
listen, we've already had, we talked about serial killers and stuff in the last podcast that came out. So I feel like this is like a nice, like, return to form. Right, right. Uh, so let's let's kick it off. Um, do we want to go to the 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 big gun uh, best picture? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's start with the biggest one first. You know, get that out the way. You know, that's, that's All right. one of the big ones everybody cares about. So, Jonathan, do you want to read it off, or you want me to read it off? I can read. It. Uh, uh, go ahead and read it off, Jerome. All right. Uh, you had your you picture. had your your trivia um, announcer moment. I feel like uh, that voice. <laughs> he should come back. Okay. <clears throat> In Best Picture, the nominees are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, which I, I'm fairly certain that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> yes. Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So who are we thinking is... Who, who, first of all, who do you want to win based off of these movies? So I have seen two. I've seen two of these films. I've seen <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah and Promising Young Woman. But I've been wanting to see Minari and Sound of Metal. Um, the Father, I don't really have any interest in seeing only because I heard the plot of it and it sounds depressing Dry. as hell. No, it's, it just sounds very depressing. <laughs> it sounds very good and it sounds like a very good concept, but it sounds very depressing. I, I, I heard that it's basically about a, a man who is, um, who is uh, his, his mind is deteriorating because he has dementia and um, it, his, he travels every time he like wakes up, he's, he's in a, in a different room. Um, I'm not explaining this the best, but that's the basic concept of it. And apparently it's really sad. I don't really want to see it because it's, you know, it's, it seems like it's heartbreaking. And, um, you know, I have experience of like um, a family member with dementia. So mm -hmm. it, I, I, I don't really have that, that much interest in watching it, but you know, best of luck to it. It sounds very good. But anyway, back to your question. I would love Judas and the Black Messiah to win or Promising Young Woman. Both of the movies that I saw, basically, they are 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 in my book contenders um, to win. Alex? Um, I've actually seen three of these films. I saw The Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, Myrna, and uh, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, Wait, did you say Myrna? It's, it, Minari? Minari? Minari. Okay. Minari. I just wanted I to like be sure mixed, for like I the people listening. I mix Mank and and Minari together. Mina's a nice name, though. I think that is an actual. Anyway, um, now I forgot how to actually say the name. Say Minari. Minari. <laughs> no. Yeah, Minari. Um, that's a good movie. Uh, I recommend everybody seeing it. It's um about a family who a Korean immigrant immigrate immigrant. Oh my god. A Korean family that immigrates uh, to California and, you know, their life going through all that. It, it's a very beautiful story. I did enjoy it. Um, thinking it doesn't deserve best picture. Mm, I can't really say yes or no to that. Um, I do think there are kind of other better films. Uh, but 
you know, it was still such, they have just great performances. I think it's more the individual factor that would win them an award than the whole overall film. Mm. No Man Land. My mom actually did watch that. I want to see that one as well. Uh, I do want to see that one as well. Apparently it's a, it starts off very good, but then it kind of just drags on. It just keeps kind of going and going. And it's one of the, and she, she mentioned that, that it's kind of like a film that just, you kind of, I'm sure it has some natural endings and stopping points, but they just kept moving forward past that. And then it kind of feels drawn out. I know it actually mm-hmm. took her tw- two times to finish it. So, um, the trial, of the Chicago seven, you know, that is such a, it's a good film. Um, and you can watch it on Netflix. Uh, yeah. And it's about, you know, the boys who were accused and, you know, where they've also gone in their lives during the end. It talks about their past and their futures now. Mm-hmm. And it's quite nice to see that these, you know, these men haven't turned into kind of, I, I won't like women haters or anything like that. They're still very supportive, you know, of people who have gone through sexual assault, domestic violence, all that. They're like, yeah, we were accused, wrongfully accused, but you still need to listen to victims. So it's a great and inspirational story that, like, mm-hmm. you can see that, like, you they have grown into these wonderful, you know, adults as well. Um, I would love for Judas and the Black Messiah to win because it is such an open story and it has so much history. Many of these movies actually have quite a bit of history, but I feel like... For the time we are in now, Judas and the Black Messiah, it shows a big hidden hole in the propaganda that was taught to us. I think that movie should definitely win because it just, you know, the actors had such a great performance in it. You really, you know, felt with them. You learned about all this propaganda and like the truth about so much things. And just like, I just, that was like, out of all those movies, those, that was definitely a movie I would always recommend and even rewatch. So I would definitely want Judas and the Black Messiah to win. Uh, I I want uh, I've only seen one of these movies, which is Judas and the Black Messiah. I do on my list is Minari, Sound of Metal, and Promising Young Woman. Those are like the three that I really want to see, um, and I've just been pushing off seeing them, <laughs> but. Uh, I guess now, you know, with the Oscars coming up, now's as good as good a time as I need to like catch up on those and watch those. Um uh I I I think I would like I would like to see Judas take it. I feel like Minario'll probably take it. Um I've just been hearing a lot more buzz from Minari as like as far as like people congratulating it on like how well the movie does. As compared to Judas has like the people's vote, but I don't know if it has the critics' mm. vote. Um, which I guess segues into who do you guys think will win? Uh, if it or, side uh, note about Minari, if if uh, it does win, that would be the second year in a row that an all Asian cast or um, uh, majority Asian cast has won. Um, uh, for best picture, because mm-hmm. last year Parasite won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Crazy Rich Asian was like nominated too, at least, right? I don't think so. I think I don't think for Best Picture. I think it was nominated yeah. for something else though. It might have been nominated for costumes. That or actress. Fantastic. Could also um, be an actress for Constance Constance Wu. With the way 
the history of the Oscars are, I mean, there's a whole hashtag dedicated. I think it'll probably either go either to father because it is about like a, uh, a, a guy with dementia and his kind of point of view through it. And it's just very, very depressing, which they either like to pick the very depressing ones. Or I think it will probably be No Man Land, honestly, because it's... Well, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of that movie, and all I can think is it's a sad white woman. And like, I've heard I don't, a like, lot of buzz about Nomadland. I don't want it. Like, no, yeah, I'm kind of an a-hole. But that's what it feels like. Because, like, I, I get what she's doing, but it's also... She has the ability and the privilege to, like, escape and just roll around in a van. She leaves all of her responsibilities alone, which is honestly is just irresponsible. And she, you know, just it's it's basically hashtag van life without the Instagram. Is what I feel like that movie boils down to. And then they just keep it in black and white to make, you know, more sympathy for it. I don't know. Um, I just feel like it it doesn't with all the movies that are being presented right here, even with Sound of Metal, I've actually heard a lot of good things and Music is such a strong and inspirational thing and having to lose your, cause it is about a drummer who lost his hearing. I, I'm not sure which drummer, uh, to have to lose that ability when music is such a big part of your life. All these movies have such a deeper meaning and no man land. I don't feel like has a place on this list for best picture. It really doesn't deserve it being compared to like all these other films. And that's kind of why I'm suspicious of it. Of why it's on there. It's probably on there just to fill a slot. Because sometimes they do that. They'll put a movie on there to fill a slot. But really, it's it never had a chance to win at all. Like, for example, The Martian, I think, was nominated for Best Picture. Nobody thought it was going to win. But it was <laughs> nominated. Like, up against I mean, the like, competition it had against it. True, but that one was visually pretty. Yeah, but Nomad... Like, you can argue that Nomad's Land is, like, a artistic idea for film like it's pushing because a lot of those people i think it, I, I mistake me if i'm wrong um or correct me if i'm wrong jonathan you've probably heard more buzz about it than i have um but that like nomads land like some of those people are actually just like people who just live in their vans and live live that nomad life and they were um and they were kind of so it, this the film kind of skirts the line between being both theatrical but also kind of documentarian in that way which is like very unique and different. Um, I think the I last... know virtually nothing. I know virtually nothing about Nomadland other than the producer or the um, the director is getting a lot of mm. buzz. I but... mean, the last movie to do I, I... something like that was uh, the movie Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson, where she plays like an alien, and there's a part where she's like riding in cars with men, but they are actually like people. Like just normal people on the street, they just picked up, and she's being this freakish, weird like, well, character. Well, Borat does that as well. Borat, uh, I guess, but I always consider Borat to be film. like a—it's uh, like a prank movie. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, like Jackass. <laughs> yeah, like it's—it's it's supposed to like that was that's the movie. It's like not playing it off like these are fake people. They're they're making yeah. it seem like these are real. No, these are real people. Whatever. Under I mean, skin. Which that movie's like, also nominated as well. Jackass? <laughs> no, 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 no. Borat. Borat. Oh, Sub- so subsequent like, movie film. Wait, they have a new movie? I thought that... <laughs> they're like, done. No, they're done. They're too old now. They're just like, look, I'm trying to live. 
to see to you know and still have not brain damage to remember my name like i was uh, i saw <laughs> I an episode of ridiculous with bam with bam on it recently bam re- well I, I watched it yeah i watched the episode i don't know if it, it was like he was talking he's like yeah for a while me and the crew hate each other he's like because there's one thing i don't like i don't like snakes and like they threw me in a hole with a bunch of fake snakes and then i'm like demanding get out and they freaking throw a bunch of live snakes on me and I'm like, you know, I have like a thing with birds and if any, like I'm all for pranks and stuff, but if you all ever try to lock me in a room full of birds, I'm coming for you both. All right. There is a line. All right. And well, like, we now I will come know what to both. do on Halloween, Halloween prank time. We're going to find the first aviary and lock Alex in <laughs> with all yeah, the birds. But <clears throat> what, so what best picture do you think, uh, Jonathan? will win so i have a strong gut feeling that judas and the black messiah will win really it's just it's it's the buzz factor for me it's i've seen out here i've seen billboards for for your consideration judas and the black messiah i've seen commercials for your consideration judas and the black messiah i feel like they have a major marketing campaign behind them as with nomadland i've seen a lot of stuff about nomadland and promising young woman those three i feel like i've i've heard maybe the most about and that they have the most dollars behind them they're pushing them the most but i think judas and the black messiah i think uh, along with the performances like both their lead actors were nominated mm. they've gotten so much play essentially um i i just i have a i have a feeling that they might win but you never know i could be wrong second place would probably be nomadland this has nothing to do with like the movie itself um but it's a it's a brilliant movie um as i would be very happy to win but just because of the like politics of it all i think i, I think, think it has probably the best chance of winning to go with that Jonathan. but i'm no oscar expert so <laughs> Uh, piggyback off of you, I think I do. We I would say there is a political aspect to either Minari or Justice or or Justice or Judas Justice League. and the Black Justice Messiah League. winning. Um, just because, because, um, ju- but, but like, unfortunately, you can also make that claim for the Promising Young Woman too, or Promising Young Woman. I would be happy with that one winning as well. Um, all either all three, both all three of them are very relevant right now. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, relevant in the sense that it would be a win for that community to have that that movie win Best Picture. But um, it's interesting because I've seen, like, before I watched Promising Young Woman, I had virtually no idea what it was about, and I looked at the synopsis that um, after I watched it, I I looked up the synopsis of the movie and everything, and everywhere I could find. The synopsis is like intentionally vague. Um, they don't say exactly what the issue they're touching upon in the movie is. Um, and that's, I thought that was a really interesting choice because it is a very relevant issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think they're, they're more um, pushing the fact that it's like a, a genre bending movie. It is, it's, it's, it's very like, I couldn't put it in a category like usually when i watch movies i try to put them in a cat is this a drama is this a comedy is this a thriller is this a blah 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 but it's very genre genre bending um so i thought it was it was it was very interesting and very good maybe they were trying to avoid like 
the idea that it was like because most movies with that premise and that um script you would think on paper oh it's a man-hating movie and that's what it is versus like Mm. uh you know what it actually ended up being because it seems like at least from the reviews i've read that's not the case at all like promising young woman is like an action is very honest and it's just a reflection of what's happening but it is not a movie dedicated to just bashing men and uplifting women and that's the whole purpose um so i'm willing to give it a shot yeah but all right so that's best picture (laughs) best picture moving on we're gonna do you guys want to do actor in a leading role Ladies first. Let's do actress. Oh, okay. Oh, wanna, no, actress. we can do actresses. Let's do actress. Let's, in a let's do actress. Role. We could do it. Actress in a leading role. <clears throat> the nominees are Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and lastly but not least, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. And I'll start with you, Alex. Who do you think? Well, you already know my thoughts on No Man Land. Um, <laughs> I think. Or who, who do you want? Who do you uh, want? Who do to I win? want to win would definitely be uh, Viola Davis, um, mainly because I've only gotten to see bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched the full movie, but she plays a very strong role. You know. Um, I love her in her the, the show she's has been in like Getaway with Murder. She has a very strong stance, and she has such a sh- powerful voice when she speaks. And that is one of the things I love that she is able to bring into this movie. She just speaks with so much confidence, and um, and the movie's also about uh uh sorry. A blues singer that not a lot of people know either so mm-hmm. it's just like nice to see the way she's presenting her um she's not some like small artist she's a small artist but she's not presented that way she's big on her own you know she's the jazz singer back in the 19 1927 and it's just she's just she, the way she portrays it is so good too um and andrea day I saw The United States versus Billie Holiday. That is a really good film. That should have been one of the films that was definitely should have been nominated for Best Picture. But I can see why not, because it was a little bit of a smaller like advertising area or like pre- presentation. Um, but that movie, I felt, was like really strong and it really showed the deep seated racism uh that's always been with like black musicians and black singers and then the added sexism that she had to deal with as well uh was just presented gorgeously and she's also just a very gorgeous actress as well when she's in this role she it just fits her so well i think i think she really portrays billy holiday like so well and it just comes off like this is billy holiday i think that's a great way billy holiday would have wanted herself represented you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i've i've heard so much praise about andre day i mean she won the golden globe which a lot of people were i know surprised about uh in this category i've also 
only seen two of the films, although I've been meaning to watch The United States versus Billie Holiday. Hello, I have Hulu, yeah. so I could watch it at any time I want. It's yeah, just a matter the, of when. The scenes that'll hit you the most are the like scenes where it's just her and she's on stage. That is so powerful. Like I like Viola Davis, and I think she would be a great runner-up maybe for this award. Um, but like Andrea Day really like channels Billie Holiday when she's on that scene. Andrea like, Day looks has a that, lot. Oh, I'm sorry, she has Alex. that energy. No, you're good. You're good. Um, Andrea Day looks a lot like ah, uh, oh, what's her name? Veronica Williams, I think is her name. Let me see. Hold on. I'm pretty sure that's. Correct. I know. I do know this was her very first acting role. Andre Day's very first acting role. Really? Um, which is yes. Which is very crazy because you know she has the song "And I'll Rise Up." I'll oh, that's rise right. Up yeah, that song. Vanessa Williams. Um, that's what I was thinking of. I'm sorry. She looks a lot like oh, Vanessa, Vanessa Williams to me. She has like some Vanessa of the, Williams. She has similar like facial. Vanessa features. Williams isn't Vanessa Williams like. 30 years older than her? She is, but I'm saying, like, she looks like a young, like a, or no, I mean, her lips are a little more full. Never mind. Like a young Vanessa Williams. She looks like a younger Vanessa Williams, but she has a bit more. No shade to Vanessa Williams, because I love Vanessa Williams. No, Vanessa Williams is beautiful. I just. My favorite role she was ever in was just Ugly Betty. (laughs) She played that role so well. She always plays the boss, like, lady role well. She, She was in that movie Bad Hair, and she played that, she played like a boss. Like no nonsense um, role. I never saw that, but she does have that like appearance where like you could, you, like she has the straightest spine you'll ever see, and she just carries herself with the most confidence. It's like where do you even get confidence like that? How do I achieve that level? Jonathan, um, do you have any um, predictions on who you want to win versus who? You know, who you think so who I want to win would absolutely, I'd have to agree with Alex, it would be Viola Davis. Uh, she was amazing in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The um, school I'm with, they like gave us an exclusive interview with uh, Oprah and Viola Davis. And she, the, um, the amount of just like acting knowledge she had to spew uh, was... Uh, great um and she actually when she's interviewing you know how sometimes when you see actors in interviews sometimes they're just like oh yes um for this role i i really tried to embody you know the the soul of the character and it was just you know um it was just amazing i i really feel like i embodied no hi (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of, it's like they. Oh, I'm about to say, why are you doing a Jared they... Leto impression? Like, what's that about? <laughs> no, no, Jared Leto's like. That's... No, I'm thinking about Jared Leno. Jared Leto, yeah. Sometimes you know they take themselves and it too seriously. I mean, it's it's good to take your work seriously, but sometimes there's a point where it's just like you have to bring your human aspect to it. And I feel like Viola Davis does that because she's so relatable in those types of interviews when she's not working you actually see her as a real person you don't see her as an actor um and that's what i really appreciate about her uh and she was just amazing in in ma rainey's black bottom because she brought that realness to it she brought that sense of humanness to the character to the role to the real person because it's based on a on a real person um and i appreciate that 
I, uh, I, as, hmm, I would like to see Viola take it. At the same time, I would also like to see Carrie Mulligan take it, too, for Promising Young Woman. Um, only because I feel like, I feel like Viola Davis, while she does an amazing job as Ma Rainey, uh, it's not, for me, it wasn't like Fences. Where Fences, like, you see, like, a, a broken woman who is like, been through it. Versus Ma Rainey, I feel like that's in more in Viola Davis's wheelhouse of playing these empowered black women who like really take charge and just own the room. Uh, heck, it's half of why they hired her to be Amanda Waller for Suicide Squad, because that's Amanda Waller's character in the comics. So I feel like and she's going to be Michelle Obama. Yeah. So in a in a, seri- in a limited series coming soon. So it's like Viola Davis. That's that's her that's her bread and butter. Versus Carrie Mulligan uh, is a very unique role for her. Most of the time she plays like the girlfriend or kind of like the, the mom. So to play a character that's a little where she gets. Well, she kind was of kind of the girlfriend in Promising Young Woman. Kind movie. of like, uh, like granted it was, again, it was, it was turned on its head. It. Mind yeah. you, this information is based off of the trailer. I haven't actually seen the movie, <laughs> but based oh, okay. off the trailer, it looks like she's like playing an interestingly different character for her someone who's like who can be yes you're leading actress so she's sweet and like you you understand where she's coming from but at the same time like she can also be very vindictive and like a threat in the room and really take charge in a way that carrie mulligan normally doesn't get to do at least it from the roles i've seen her in so i i would like to see her also it, like between the two of them either or like whether one of them takes it or not i would like to see uh, one of the two of them take go home with the Oscar. I could definitely see Carrie Mulligan doing it because you're right; it is a role she hasn't really played before. This was something new, and she did it so well. Mm-hmm. And like the buzz about the movie in general has just been really powerful in a negative and positive way too. And I could totally see her just just winning, just because it is such a yeah, you're right. It is a very new role for her where Viola Davis is just, it's a kind of the same role where she's just, a, it's a powerful movie. Don't get me wrong, but she's just in general has that energy to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. What about you? What do you think is going to win, Jonathan? Did you say what do you think is going to win? Uh, I said who I want to win. I I want Viola Davis to win. And I think it's honestly between. Ah, it's a three-way tie because this I, this is the most like up in the air category mm-hmm. because all of them have won awards in the past. You know how like if someone's sweeping, you know, the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes and the Screen Actors Awards, then that's pr- a pretty big indication that they're going to win the Oscar. But all of these women have won different awards, so we really don't know who's going to win. Um, if I had to close my eyes and point at one of them, I would say Viola Davis. I'll, I'll just put that out there. Viola Davis. It's probably going to be Frances McDormand, but I'll say Viola Davis. I'm going to be the only one who I don't see in the ring is Vanessa Kirby. And no shade to Vanessa Kirby. I'm sure she does a great job yeah. in Pieces of a Woman. It's just compared to the others, <laughs> I don't They're see her. Heavy hitters. I don't see yeah. her winning. But she might, Me neither. She was the only, you know. she was the only one I ruled out, really. Yeah, I didn't honestly look at her name. 
too much. And even <laughs> the pieces of a woman, I've heard of it and I've kind of read a review on it and it's just you're like, man, I don't really want to watch it. I, it's, it's, I think it's a very, it's a movie about grief, um, but it's a movie very solely, I think, more so a mother would connect to or somebody who has children or cares more for children in their life. Um, as a broad, like, anybody can relate to or something, it's not that. Mm. from what i've read um so i think it's a little yeah that movie in general was kind of like this is a specific movie for a specific like focus i think the only reason it's really up there is because she does play a very emotional character not emotional the movie's emotional and Oscars like that, a very emotional sad movie <laughs> why is yeah. that why do awards like really sad it's, films it's- it's the trauma porn. They really like. I think it's more just things. those are the movies where you can really pull the most out of an actor, because it's like I would say like even just you know in the few little bit of acting exercises I've done like the ones where I really had to work and like felt like I was like okay now I'm like acting is the drama stuff because comedy is just like that, you kind of get true. you kind of just uh, having fun. I mean comedy can be hard. But when you like have to like dig deep into your soul and be like a broken person, that's hard, and that that requires okay, like it is, a lot. I of, will agree that it is you know. it it is hard to access emotions, especially like sadder ones. But in like drama school and classes and whatever, they will always tell you that comedy is harder than um, drama because. A lot of times people feel like they have to play the comedy, which is, is really um, like uh, it's really kind of like disheartening that the Oscars doesn't really acknowledge comedy that much because oftentimes people pull out like great performances from comedy films. Um, look at Maria Bakalova, who's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Um for uh, Borat, subsequent movie, subsequent movie film, yeah, um, which she was brilliant in that, and I I agree with that nomination. But she probably won't yeah, win though. I wish, but yeah. but she's nominated. So that's I, why I, you got a brain on my parade? I'm just okay. saying you never know because um, uh, you like Glenn Close, Glenn is Close in there. And, yeah, uh, you I got like uh, Amanda Seyfried Amanda. from Mank, and you've got Yu Jun Yu. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. Yoon. 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 For for any uh, but I mean listener, we apologize for any names we say wrong because I say a lot of names wrong. I do it in general. I do it to everybody's name. No, but like I get what you're saying because like I feel like people think like drama is a little more diff- like this is somebody who's not an actor. I don't act. I am very terrible at it. But there's always a key, like a core piece in you you can reach. For the drama. Your puppy dying or, you know, thinking about your mom dead. There's always some way you can reach that core in you. With comedy, comedy is so specific 
and there's so many categories. Um, like as we were just talking about with the jackass character, those guys great in what they did with their well, I wouldn't say great, but they were definitely in their their lane of like, you know, this is the style we are, this is who we are, this is what we're building our business off of. Of course, they all had their own side careers, you know, with like Bam, he was like a skateboarder and all this stuff. But like going into other roles, they didn't fit in other pieces of comedy. There's so many different levels of variation of comedy. Like um, Norm MacDonald has such dry humor. He's definitely not going to fit in the jackass group. In fact, I'm pretty sure if they ever tried to play a prank on Norm MacDonald, he would try to kill them. Well, that's because jackass is just pranks. Right, but that's a category of like humor as well as like Adam Sandler's humors are either really lowbrow or he gets into drama humors. They are kind of. I mean, like, that's my No, I say you're wrong. <laughs> I just laughed. I know. <laughs> I was like, so, like, but if he tries to go into more, like, enriching humor, it's like, dude, you don't really have that, like, connection in there. You're a great producer, but in your acting range, I think with comedy, you are it's so much harder to dip into certain comedy categories. Well, it depends. So I can see the more complexity like of if, it. Like if John, Mul- say John Mulaney and Kevin Hart did a movie together, I don't know if that would work. Well, it can work. The problem with comedy is that it, it or at least comedy movies, is that it relies on two things. It relies on the actor, like, you know, being like really good at doing comedy. And then it also relies on the writer writing things that are actually funny. Some movies can get away with letting the comedian do what they do. Because, like, for example, if you have Robin Williams, you know, when he was alive, like, when he was on set, he would just go. But Robin Williams was a really funny guy. Like, he knew what was funny. So he could make it work. Versus, like, Kevin Hart, who is funny. You know, he does his stand-up thing. But when it comes to the movies, Kevin Hart has never been as funny as he is in his stand-up. Because... Because he, he's not loud in his movies. Right, he doesn't know what to do. Up. And when they allow him to improv, he kind of just defaults into making weird noises. As opposed to the writer not giving him anything funny noises. to say. So therefore, nothing's funny. Not really. Right, so that's why I was saying it's harder to for actors to dip into certain comedy roles. As whereas mm. like in drama, in like really emotional films... Look, there's always some way you can hit that core sadness in you. Everybody has a core sadness. You could have had a great life, but you could be chemically imbalanced and be, you know, depressed. That's a core sadness. Or, you know, again, you saw a Sarah uh, McLaughlin video with the puppies. Who's not going to cry with those puppies? I don't. Because you're it's manipulative Bastard. and lies <laughs> but uh, you see what i'm saying though with drama movies i and like calm down down <laughs> i will bring don't make me bring out cheddar because i'm sad now cheddar where are you i don't know where he's right behind me he's hiding now um i would say i would argue that like, drama drama's the same way it's because how many movies have there been of dramas and with actors where you're like i don't believe them they're trying to be sad. They are trying their best to be sad, but it's different than but just how, being how, sad. Also, how many and movies being really good at being at like? Also, how many sad. movies have you watched? Also, how many movies have you watched where you're like, 
I didn't laugh once. That wasn't funny. I'm not saying that both and one is like both aren't hard in I'm their saying, own ways. It just depends on right. the person. Like for Jonathan, but, I would say you're very good at drama. You have it down. <laughs> like you're really, but you're also decent at comedy. Too, I've seen you do comedy too, and you're good at it. Versus me. How about what have I done? Com- how you, the, done? Well, in the sense you, that if there's a comedic oh, moment, you, you can capitalize yeah. and you're good at timing. Yeah. Versus like me, I am terrible at oh, drama. Yeah, I, last I am I not like, good yeah. at drama at all. But if you give me a comedy story to do, got it. Because I've said like that's what I've focused on. But more. then, but then also comedy is also more versatile. You can get like. A broader sense you may not find it funny but you can understand why it's funny like with i i do that like i don't i won't laugh at something and they're like oh did you not get it i'm like oh no i got it but you know it wasn't my humor i can move that on but like with drama movies they're also really specific like with the father it's a very touching film about a person who has dementia and his daughter trying to like figure out how to live her life while he's like refusing to leave his home and i read the description she wants to move on and like that is sad and i'm sad but i'm not gonna cry and it's not hurting me on a personal level however like the movie inside and out that got me crying that movie like played with every emotion it literally had characters that were emotions but that's what i'm also saying about drama they pick these really specific dramatic films that aren't as relatable to a whole crowd but the synapses the music and everything is just sad well that's and it's not that you're making a personal connection you're just like well i'm sad and now i kind of feel awkward because i'm just watching this movie well it depends on the person watch it because like for example i love uh moonlight that was a great film and but i'm not gay nor have i really been in the experience in the shoes entirely i mean i can relate like I can empathize, but I've never been in the shoes that Tyron is in that film. But it still right. gets me in the in the heart because I can. I like the film does a great job of showing his life, even though it is very sad. Like the the yeah, but you can relate his to life the, down, you know? the racial issues that were attached to that movie. Not there are really and, a lot of racial issues because every character is black. It's very centric to just the black community. It's more just the more the main issue of that movie is more just the fact that he's a black man in the ghettos of Florida who's gay. And in the black community, especially in the South, right. they don't accept that. Like or it's right. very and then hard to the accept whole, like, for the whole like the toxic masculinity and not being, you know, but you can relate to that in the way it's not being part of the community, but being in the way that you're not a toxic male. You don't you don't exhume the toxic masculinity. You're not being like well, I only drink beer and I only do this and I can't do this because I'm a man. Like, you can relate to that toxic masculinity that I'm sure has been thrown at both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, I, you guys fight against it. Mm-hmm. Because if you guys ever exhume that, my ass is out of here, by the <laughs> way. Okay. And that's I why... Just- that's why I'm like saying that because like you guys have presented that that you have gone against the unnecessary intense gender roles that are placed on not only black men but on men in general and then being in the south as well I do agree with you in the south and in the midwest there are higher intensity of the gender roles that are that are there Mm -hmm. 
because that's like you know the real America, which is nonsense. Um, so there's a there is a even if it's a small thing, there's a thing you can attach yourself to that film. And I think with dramas, you have to find a way to attach yourself to really enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do see because there yeah. is like uh, for the comedy, you brought up something, Alex, that I was like, oh yeah, um, in that there are so many aspects or not aspects but there are so many variations of comedy because if even if you think of comedy on tv insecure that's classified as a comedy um and then there's also a show like two broke girls that's also a comedy as well and those shows are vastly 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 different mm-hmm. um and I, I think that's that's interesting or there was, like, the show you appeared in that's on Hulu, Shrew. <laughs> Shrew. Did you go watch it, see if you can spot Jonathan? My mom did. She texted me right away. She's like, it's Jonathan! <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, that you did appear in Jonathan. Um, that is more so, uh, you know, about the single woman trying to just live her life. That's not a comedy relatable to everybody, but a lot of people still can enjoy it. And, like, going back to Jackass, because I think they're actually a pretty weirdly good representation of what can comedy can be i enjoyed some of their pranks some of them i found it funny just when they moved to bodily fluid stuff i was like that's disgusting Mm-mm. so like their prank videos i enjoyed up to a certain point and then i'm like no y'all may enjoy that i don't just go hit like i can i can only think of bam or Steve-O. Yeah, I, I remember they used to play on MTV. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville. I uh, remember on MTV they used to they used to play episodes like very, very late at night. And there was one time I turned the channel and they were like uh like they were pushing out like a black head from somebody's face and it was like this long when it came out and it was so nasty. Anyway, I'm I like worried. how we divulged, we divulged so much. We have gone all the way off from no, the no, no. Oscars, it's a, it's like a good, it's, it's been a good conversation like, though. It's been a really good conversation because that's what well, I think about table. the Oscars is like it's all drama Listen, and like we intensity right. we'll, and it's we'll, like we'll, you know what we'll we'll table this conversation and we 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 might come back to the comedy versus drama. Jerome, did you want to say one? I was last just gonna thing? say, listen to the listeners in there who are like, "Where are we gonna talk about the next category?" Listen, all right, we were prepared we to talk about you. Mortal Kombat, okay, and then HBO and Warner Brothers had to go and mess that up. So we're so bear with us, okay? We are doing this doing this live right now. <laughs> Hey, right, best actor. All right, shit, best. Let's talk about actor. Uh, best actor. Best actor. Here we go. Males. Uh, as gentlemen. Uh, Jonathan, you're more gentleman. Uh, here we go. The nominee for best <laughs> actor in a leading role is Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Gary Oldman for Mank. And Stephen Yoon for Minari. I'm gonna be honest. I think I who I want to win is either Chadwick Boseman. Love to see him win it, especially considering he's no longer with us. So it'd be a great like ending chapter to his acting career if he won for his last role, on screen role. Um and then uh but also I'd love to see Stephen Yoon take it. He's been having a pretty good year. He's in a new hit show with Invincible. 
you know, he's doing, uh, he's been, his career has been interesting because I, I wasn't sure where he was going to go after Walking Dead, but then seeing him in Sorry to Bother You, now uh, this movie. I, forget, I keep forgetting that he was in there. Yeah, so it's like. He, he was but he set. wasn't in that, that for that, he wasn't in it for that Not long. for that long, but he was in it, like it was still a paycheck, that's the important thing. <laughs> he, 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 was, he was in a really good movie uh, on Shudder, it's called Mayhem. Mayhem's good, Mayhem's really he's good. really good. He was also in um, the new Twilight Zone by Jordan Peele. He was in oh, an episode okay. where he was an alien. He looking very good in a suit and a hat from the nineteen twenties. Interesting. Um, so those are my picks for who I want to win. Um, okay. Yeah. Alex, who do what you think? You? Who do you want to win? I mean, um, I would like Stephen Yeun to win just because he has such he has had such an incredible career lately. He's really showcased like the range he has, the acting skills he has. Um, he was kind of the lovable dork on Walking Dead, <laughs> um, but like now he's been in like you know the ho- comedy horror with like Mayhem. He's shown his skills there. He's shown his skills with drama, and then more serious issues like with you know. With this movie currently, and it's just, I think it was really great. I would like Chad. Trying to think, how to, I'm trying to phrase Ch- Chadwick. I yeah. I would like to see him win an Oscar, but not for this role. I don't think it was Oscar worthy in this role. Honestly, um, I would have loved to have him win an Oscar for Black Panther, Twenty One Bridges, maybe uh, even Messages from the King. You know. Where he is, and it's another Netflix movie. It's very good. He's very good in it. Very powerful scenes. He's looking for his missing sister in Los Angeles. Even Forty Two with Jackie Robinson, where he played, um, yeah, where he played Jackie Robinson. Um, I think he's had so many more incredible roles that he should have won an Oscar for. But this role, I don't necessarily think he should win it for this particular role. Uh, if you if you under if I get what I'm what I'm saying is clear. There we go. English is hard. Um, but Stephen Yun definitely, I think he's just his range has just really been shown lately, and he's just such a great actor. And I have a mild crush on him, so of course I want him to win. Um, what about you, Jonathan? Who do you want to win? So who I want and who I think will win are the same person. Spoiler alert. I actually want and think Chadwick Boseman will win. I think it will be deserved, but I also think in a way it will also be a, a sort of legacy award to cap it off, um, to cap off his career. Uh, in second place, even though I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, I've heard great things about Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. And so I think he would be deserving from what I've heard. <laughs> and that's also the movie that I want to watch next. That's probably the first one I'm going to watch, that are listed on to be here. quite honest. Like after, yeah. after this, is that's, uh, Sound of Metal is going to be first and then probably Minari after that. Cause mm. I, just because I'm a music Same, guy. Probably for me in like, that order. I love, I love music, so yeah. I, I would love to see what they do with, uh, with uh, Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. Just and I also need to watch Billie Holiday. I need to watch like most of these movies. Who am I kidding? Mank, and I'm not entirely sure what this movie is even about. It's about a filmmaker. It's about. I heard it's about the making. It's about the making of uh, of Citizen Kane. Apparently, yeah. 
which Citizen Kane is classified by some as the best movie ever. ever it's the best created. visually made movie. The writing and the action. <laughs> um, I think you're right with the Chad uh, Chadwick winning. Possibly, it might just be like. I think he'll just win just because he's passed away and he was such an icon that they'll just not to say that he's he's getting the award just as like a, a throwaway because they're just like we're just gonna give it to you. No, because he I like his performance well, in well, Rainey's no, Black like Bottom, I, but like I said, you know. where he deserved the Oscar in so many other roles, this role particularly, I I don't think would have been a winner if he was still like around. But considering that he will not be able to show the range he has and present himself the way these actors will and have um i think this might be like a nice way to be like this is what you should have gotten so many times before i liked his performance just based off of like watching clips from the play um itself i feel like he gave the that that same energy that a lot of the actors in the play do and delivers the it's it's weird hearing play dialogue in a movie Cause it's like, I did not know it was a play, but that does explain the dialogue. Because the dialogue is like weird, like it it moves super fast, and it's just like back and forth, back and forth. But on the stage, that works, because that's kind of how plays are structured. Versus like in film, normally there's a lot of pauses and you take a minute, and it, it's trying to mimic reality. So and a lot of monologue. Yeah, so that's just weird. But I mean, Malcolm, nonetheless, like we were talking about, Malcolm and Marie should have been a play. <laughs> Mal- that's why Malcolm Marie should have been a play. It's a lot of back and forth in that in that, in that uh, dialogue too. I think that would have worked as on the stage. Um, I'm surprised this was not Malcolm Marie was not nominated on here for cinematography. I was expecting it to be nominated for cinematography. Yeah, Malcolm and Marie got nothing. I think it was. I think it was because when I first saw that Malcolm and Marie was coming out. Um, there was Oscar buzz. Podcast. If you look back, I w- yeah, there was so much Oscar buzz. It was Oscar buzz for Zendaya. There was Oscar buzz for like um, I, cinematography. I, but then, like when we reevaluate the film, we're like, it's not that great. This is. I mean, that's our opinion, though. Well, you guys said <laughs> it wasn't that was great. I gave it an A. It. He was, he was in it. <laughs> he was ready. Ever since then, you know, since I, my perspective has <laughs> changed, I still enjoyed the movie. I might not give it an A if I if. I was asked now, but um, but also, yeah, that's that home to like eat after winning an award. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to go out for like? No, are you kidding? I I go out and I go come home and eat for sure. Why? Because it's like Would you know, you you're probably tired. victory meal. You know, like you feel drained. You're all you like, well, it wasn't an award. award. It was it was well, it was it was his premiere. Oh right, it was his. Premiere. So that day he was probably yeah. like working all. He was probably up since like four a.m. like prepping and stuff. All right, all right, sure. So you want to do anyway. actor and supporting role real quick? We're gonna we're gonna make these a little fast because we're already at an hour. Or so <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do it quick and then and then we'll do our little thing at the at the very okay. end. So actor, uh, sorry, actor in a supporting role. Nominees are. Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul Ratchie or, or Ray- Racy, Racy for Sound of Metal. Racy. Like if you sent um, a Racy picture. And Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, 
I'm going to just go first just to speed it up real quick. I, I honestly think uh, who's going to take this is going to be probably Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, I feel like because I feel like Lakeith Stanfield, while he does play a character, he's still kind of doing his normal Lakeith Stanfield thing versus Daniel Kaluuya is like becoming a different person. And he's like the show stealer for a lot of the movie because he's playing like Fred Hampton so well. So I think he's going to win it. Um and honestly, I want him to win it. I want Daniel Kaluuya to win it. So that's that's my picks for those two. There you go. I agree. I want, and I'm picking all the black people. I, I feel like that Issa Rae uh, gif. I'm rooting for everybody black. Well, they've been doing so good. <laughs> all, of, all the black people in this on this case have they done have well. Way to be biased, guys. <laughs> they have, and um, now I do. But I also, I'm changing. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm changing my uh, actress in a leading role. I think Frances McDormand is going to win. But um, I, I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to win, and I want him to win as well. He'd I actually agree with you guys on that. Yeah, I know he was a he was a scene stealer. Mm-hmm. Although, I will say, it's funny that Sasha Baron Conan is nominated for The Trial of Chicago 7, not Borat, for this. I thought it, like, yeah. I remember that. He kind of looks like just a bur- younger version of Borat himself in the film. <laughs> Little. Because like, he, he's got the curly hair. He's got the curl, but it's yeah. bigger. It, that's all it is. It's just bigger. So it's like, you look like the son of Borat in your own way. And it's really funny weird. enough. You, you know, he wanted to, he was uh, the one who was starting the organization of doing uh, like the pre-production for Bohemian Rhapsody. And he was going to play Freddie Mercury. Which... Really? I didn't buy until I saw side by side pictures of the two of them, like what the makeup was going to look like. He looks exactly like Freddie. It's kind of scary. Like he looks a lot like Freddie Mercury. Now that I think about it, I can see. Yeah. And he's British. And I was like, that. He also has like the flamboyancy too. Mm-hmm. I think he would have done it. I think he would have been a good Freddie Mercury. I would have liked to see him. I think it would have come down to his movements though. Probably. It Was he as loose as Freddie Mercury? Because Freddie Mercury, like, allowed the movements of his body and like the swing of his hips and everything um well rami malik won the oscar for that role i also quick shout out before we get into our last segment uh quick shout out to one night in miami first of all muzzy odom jr is amazing and although he won't win still glad that he got nominated and also (laughs) it, it is my pick for best writing for original screenplay uh just because i love or uh, adapted screenplay, sorry. Or adapted screenplay. I love One Night in Miami. I think it's a fantastic film. And if those are the two things, like two, the I think they're the only two things they've been nominated. That movie's been nominated for. So I hope it wins for uh, best adapted screenplay. What about the leading, uh, the actress supporting role? I was about to say. Oh, do we want to do that real, real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's do that one yeah, real let's, quick let's get too. Into I wasn't yeah. sure because I know we were gonna we talking about maybe skipping it, but I'm glad we're we're, we're doing this real quick. So. People know that we are not to expect our episodes to be less than an hour at this point. Look, they can skip. Sometimes even I skip parts of our episode. I do too. (laughs) But all right. Actress in a supporting role. The nominees are Maria Bakalava for Borat 2, because I'm not saying that whole title. <laughs> yes, say Borat 2. Yeah, you're good. Glenn Close. Borat, for, you're supposed to say Borat subsequent movie no. film. <laughs> Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> Olivia Coleman for The Father. Amanda Seyfried for Mank. And Yu Jung 
you the, the name we butchered from <laughs> from Minari. Yu Jung Yoon. Thank you. Yoon. Yoon. That I know is Yoon. Thank you. Uh, because uh, I work with a nice young lady. Her last name is Yoon too. I think uh, while I I want um, Yu Jung to win from Minari, I know it'll probably go to either Amanda Seyfried or Glenn Close. Um, I, I don't know. Apparently, like I said, the movie The Fathers sounds really, really heartbreaking. Um, and I think that she might have a better chance of winning. The sadder the movie, the better chance you are winning. That's why I think a lot of these like actors will try to go for a really, really, really emotional role. Like, I can get an Oscar. I can get in there Well, somewhere. I mean, listen, Halle Berry's played in a bunch of great roles. You know the role she won the Oscar for? Monster Ball. <laughs> Where she's like, has a sex scene with Billy Bob Thornton and basically is like super, yeah, she super, earned super that. emotional. She earned the Oscar. Like, and she earned that. Yeah, that that role was like that's how she got she had it. to dig deep yeah. <laughs> to play that role. Poor <laughs> who, um, <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? Who do you th- what actress do you think would who I want to win is absolutely Maria Bakalova. One, because it's the only movie I saw from this category, <laughs> and two, yeah, I've seen none of the movies in this category. I'm just going based off of trailers and like hearsay. <laughs> Same. And two, because she, one, is super talented. Um, Like I was saying at the beginning, I love the story of, you know, someone who is new to the game and this is their first time being nominated. And I would love that story of of her winning, just like Andre Day. um, If she were to win, that would be such a an see i get story that story so much for their career i get that story all the time for the uh for the from the grammys because like meg the stallion mm-hmm. won best new artist this year and so it's like every year when they get another best new artist i'm just like or she didn't win but yeah she won best new artist this year last year it was phoebe bridger like it's always that's where i'm like hey you're new in the industry you finally made it up and you got a uh, got a Grammy. Maybe it wasn't like. Although you know. sometimes there's like there's papers written about it. How sometimes that could be a curse with either the Oscars or the Grammys. How if you get those big awards, then like for some reason you you go into obscurity after that. Like there's the whole. Um, well, this was for different reasons, but after Monique won the Oscar, that whole story about how she has been like blackballed from hollywood basically essentially i can see it um yeah yeah and then and then there's countless other stories from the grammys i, think, I mean heck chance the rapper i mean he hasn't been outed or anything but like chance the rapper won best new artist and then immediately the next album was trash um no shade to chance like uh, i'm sorry chance i i still am a fan i'm looking forward to you your next what? project um, but that, i have to be honest with you brother that, that wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me. I used to love. Th- I love the show Thirty Rock. Or I used to. Now I kind of watch it. I'm like, oh, it's got its moments. Um, when Tracy Morgan in the show was trying to egot, you know, get a Emmy, Golden Globe, Oscar, and all that, uh, mm-hmm. he got an Oscar nomination, and he got like, he's like, now I'm an Oscar nominee. He's like, I cannot do these type of comedies anymore. These are below me. I will not get in that outfit and dance around. <laughs> so it's like, I can kind of see that where it might be also like partly the actors being like, well, I'm an Oscar award winner now. Uh, you're, you're still working. Whether you're an Oscar award winning or not, 
you, you're you're still looking for a job like the rest of all the other actors. Um, mm-hmm. And then it also might be that like the bad work they have worked with other actors who have won those high awards and been like, look, they're notoriously difficult after winning that award. She just won it. And this is like, she's young and she's only been in a couple films. This might go to her head. We don't really want to deal with that on this set. I mean, it depends like, on the person. Nature. I mean, at the end of the day, they got like actors, like at least my opinion on it. Uh, as I one day want to do more voice acting than action, you know, live action. But nonetheless, you know, is that much like Michael Caine said, sometimes you want to do art and sometimes you just need a paycheck. Like, <laughs> that's, just, that's the name of the game. <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why sometimes you see these high profile people in these or people who have won like a lot of awards and then you see them in like, the 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 counting of the cats too and you're like what i mean you'll that, little... you wonder why you see sam jackson and everything <laughs> that man is making bank right i think that man doesn't just want to stay home he's like look i think he's like look i i beca- i ca- became an actor to act i'm not gonna wait around for like that big role he's like no I'm going to go do the second Hitman movie, <laughs> Hitman's Bodyguard, with uh, Ryan Reynolds. But see, Sam Jackson's weird because like, he could do, like, really good dramas and stuff, that like, stuff that is Oscar level, but then he's he knows who he is. He does. So he knows he's, like, he can ham it up for, like, a movie like Hitman's Bodyguard 2 and still be yeah, great. It's it's, it's, hit, it hit, it's Hitman's wife's bodyguard. bodyguard. That's true. But, you know, it's like, he wow. could do those movies. And he can do a black snake moan, both of which are like in his wheelhouse. Very different, though. Yeah, on two different sides. Very versatile. Um, Alex, um, but uh, who do you want what, what? to? Oh, I was just gonna say real quick. I was just gonna say real quick. Um, Maria Bakalova. She seems very sweet. I've seen an interview with her. She seems like very grateful for the opportunity. Um, but I think Glenn Close might win. But I heard Hill- Hillbilly LG, the movie is trash. That's what I heard like too, but I think Glenn Close will still win anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, I think Olivia Coleman uh, will win, like I said, with the drama and the crying. And then she's also a very well-known actress. Um, mm. Well, yeah. Maybe not like Glenn Close, but she, Olivia Coleman does have the titles behind her. Um, Amanda Seyfried. I, I like her in Mamma Mia. I haven't Mama seen too Mia much is the movie you picked for Amanda Seyfried. I <laughs> love Mama Mia. <laughs> Screw you. Um, her big eyes kind of freak me out from time to time. She does have big eyes. She do. They're huge. Mm. But that's like, like half of her look. Sometimes. You know, that's what makes her like unique. You know, I think in a way. But it feels it still freaks me out. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, and it kind of gives a like a you know that anime. I'm a cartoon drawing look to your face when you have big eyes uh it still just freaks me out a little bit when people have giant eyes because then i think about them as children and like your eyes are the only potty part of yours that do not grow you're born with the same size eyes so how big were her eyes on her head when she was an infant <laughs> probably pretty feel like that child anyway, stare into my soul i'll i'll navigate from well, I will say, discussion. I just thought Wait, about it. Jonathan, this is exactly why we need Jonathan. Jonathan, because you though. said Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody. Glenn Close might win for Hellbilly Elegy the same, for the same reason. Where it's like, the movie's okay at best. But, you know mm-hmm. what? This person did like a major transformation. So we'll give them the Oscar anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Sometimes the movie is not the best, but 
the the performance is. Maybe. Okay, so for our final segment, we're gonna play a, a little bit of a game, kind of. You wanna play a game? So I have the and no googling anyone. I have the nominees for international feature film, and I'll pick one randomly. We're all gonna say what we think that movie is about. Our our two to three sentence synopsis oh. of the movie. And then we're going to read the synopsis to see who was the closest to it or who was the furthest away. So international feature film, we have Another Round, Better Days Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and I don't know how to say that because another language. There you go. And... um, Hmm. The man who sold his skin sounds the most interesting to me. It's, it's, I was about to say, that's like the only one you should pick if you're going to pick one at random. I, I'm thinking about <laughs> like another round. Okay, what do you think another round is about? Uh, I think another round is more about the dark side of Denmark. Because Denmark is presented as a very happy... Uh, it's one of the top happiest countries in the world. They got, you know, socialized healthcare good jobs all all this stuff with it but then also they do have a heavy drinking over there and their drinking laws start off very young and also they're encased in darkness a lot of the times out of the year too so like i think it kind of shows maybe the darker side and why you know you want to buy another round in Denmark, where it kind of shows like it's maybe not the happiest place. Okay, the, this isn't a documentary because it's got the good though. So what what specifically is the plot of this movie? Do you think drinking? That's not a plot. <laughs> that's a that's a feature. <laughs> that's a feature of the movie. <laughs> Jerome, how long have you known me? For me, that's, that's a plot. An aspect. Um, <laughs> the plot being that it's kind of showing a person who finds solace in drinking with the people they're around and comfort and in their grim day-to-day life. And another round is just, you know, wanting to have another round with the people you love, the people you care about, the people who bring the joy to your life when, you know, living in a country that may have darkness most of the time, you know, that can easily affect your vitamin D levels, which can cause depression and a lot of issues. You know, I think it's just uh, the peace we find in others. I think it's... Jerome, do you want to do you want to do you want to um, do your synopsis for that movie, or do you want to pick another one? I mean, let's all I pick think one. The man who sold his skin is probably about like uh, a dude, like not so much a literal like. Although international films can get pretty dark, that's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I don't think it's a literal. I don't think skin. it's very literal. I think it's a dude who maybe is like a model or something, and like he's. Oh, my mind went to prostitution. Or I mean, that's that's probably darker than. I was intending, but yeah, like a mo- like a guy who's like someone who's in the public eye, and they've sold every part of themselves as a performer, and now they're on the outs. Like that was like their past, and now they're at a point where they feel like they don't even recognize themselves anymore, and they're given another chance to kind of be themselves for the first time like they meet like maybe another person who's coming into the industry or something like that and it's making them reflect on why they were interested in being that public figure in the first place and now they're like you know what i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a mentor this young person on the come up okay 
Um, I was with the man who sold his skin. Quick note: I was thinking maybe like clothes or something. Like he sold clothes. I don't know where I was going with that <laughs> though. But um, like he took his skin and sold the clothes. Maybe that's I darker. Don't know. You want to wear me? But uh, come on, you can I'm come and wear me. Silence of the lambs going on there with Jonathan. Uh, pick up with Jonathan. I'm, look, I'm looking at better days from Hong Kong. Uh, I'm thinking uh, it sounds like it would be family oriented. Uh, better days, so maybe it's um, a single mom and. They are running low on. I like how all of ours are so depressing, but um, again, it's the Oscars, right? That's true. Um, and plus, international films like, be depressing she has, sometimes, right? And she has two kids, and she is um, just trying to 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 make ends meet, and someone comes along that helps her with that. Who helps her with that? And uh, and better days come along. All right, so I'm I'm. Uh, right you now, do I'm... have to be careful. Wait, really quick. With Hong Kong movies, with um, Japanese films, I have found the titles are often never a good, or at least I don't know. It might mean something else in you know their in uh, their culture or how it goes. But when translated to English, it usually really has nothing to do with the movie. That's why I'm like. Mm. Maybe I kind of agree with you, and that actually does sound like a good plot because I know um, in a lot of Asian cultures as well as Latin cultures, it's very frowned about to be a single mother. You're often like kind of forced to like you need to marry for your children. You, you may be working or having anything, but you like need a man around the house. Um, so that's why I'm like that could actually be it too. Like maybe she's just like surviving with her children. You know she doesn't need more she just needs her kids and she can have better days just with them not with anybody else but like yeah i've i've found with a lot of asian films when translated into english never the title never actually matches what you think the movie will be and you're always like oh that wasn't what i was expecting at all. anyway i i was gonna say i have the i have all the i've googled all Are the you? titles so that i could like uh so, so we could see what these synopsis first of all another round made in denmark and is about uh, it has uh, Mads Mikkelsen in it what on is... it on the cover. Mads Who? Mikkelsen, the actor. So that's already uh... cool. the synopsis. If I can, yeah, it says four high school teachers consume alcohol on a daily basis to see how it affects their social and professional lives. Wow, so it's so you were on. You were pretty close, though. Yeah, I mean, when the title "Another Round," you assume you instantly think drinking too. Yeah, well, like I assumed it was more about uh, celebration and enjoyment. This seems almost like they're experimenting. It could have been about bowling. You never know. (laughs) That could have been about bowling. Denmark. I know nothing of the Denmark culture. They could have bowling there. They could have something similar to bowling, or they could, you know have whatever sport where they're like another round let's play another round but that's an interesting concept they they intentionally like consume a lot of alcohol that's interesting uh better days uh okay the man who sold his skin what is that oh the man who sold his skin is a series is about a syrian refugee in lebanon allows his back to become a canvas for a famous tattoo artist soon collectors become interested in this work of art Interesting. 
That is very. I actually want. I so actually want to watch kind of that now. Model. It's got Monica Bellucci in it, and I like Monica Bellucci. That is interesting. So he becomes a living work of art. A canvas, yeah. But then I'm gonna watch that. That sounds. That, that like, sounds cool. It's on Amazon Prime for four ninety nine. I'm, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> that brings the question of like his. No, that is actually really like an interesting. Sounds concept. interesting. Yeah. Um, better days, I was way. But you're off. wrong. You're, the, you're, you're, you're wrong, Jerome. I did. What uh, was better days? Somebody better days is a bullied high school student and a small time criminal become the prime suspects in the murder of a teenage girl who turns out to be the student's nemesis for the state uh, gal cal exam. I think is how you pronounce that. That sounds really interesting too. It was not what I was expecting, <laughs> but that sounds really interesting. It's. Uh, it's a romantic crime film. Oh. Interesting. Like the main character, the reason she becomes a target is because her friend committed suicide too from the school bully and the the girl turns on her, like focuses on her. Oh wow. Interesting. They so it's no wonder why these films I, are, are nominated for, for Oscars. Felt like this film was way darker than what you presented. Way, way darker. Yeah, <laughs> a lot less Mine was like, was, you're we was slightly we all off. had dark theories about yours though, but like all our theories were kind of dark in a way. But it's a different level of dark, right? That we hadn't thought about because he willingly made himself into art, mm-hmm. but like he kind of sold his. Well, we don't know if now. it's done in like a way where he's depressed and he's like, I guess you can tattoo on my body he might be excited about it he's like yeah absolutely you're awesome draw on my back put the tattoos on me right now yeah but now he's being sold as art no people it says people are interested in the canvas it does not say he's being sold it just means they're just saying that they're interested in looking it's the man who sold his skin okay but that doesn't mean that he literally is selling his skin that's just the title of the movie you don't know that neither do you you haven't seen the film either way he's making money (laughs) off of this right he's making that's true he's making money for all he he could be traveling to places setting up a stool and just sitting there while people look at his back that's still awkward. Awkward, and like uncomfortable. But not then. like he's getting his back skin cut off and then sold around the world. Well, honestly, okay. there are crazy enough rich people that will probably request it. <laughs> All right, what? Where can people find you at? What? Let's. let's I'm Do just gonna people cut this want to find us? Do people want to find us? This now? has been the most like up and down podcast ever for real we got really like, deep then we got really weird then we, we got all really, like, like super serious. calm you know whose fault this like, is yeah, this yeah, is your sure. fault warner brothers you should have just let mortal kombat come out on friday april 16th like you said you was going to and then we wouldn't have had yeah, we this started off podcast. like all calm and weird and being like this is what we think <laughs> Of the actors and things. Oh yeah, this performance was great. And then we moved we on to it. a man selling his skin, <laughs> and I think he probably ends up either cutting off his back or becoming a piece of work. Well, you Jerome can... said he's gonna watch it. So I mean, I'm gonna yeah. watch it. So I'll report. tell you. Maybe I'll do like a review on the YouTube channel. You can follow us on the first ones to die. I'll tell you what I thought about the man who sold his skin. <laughs> do it. All right. With, also, with... you can find me at because. Jonathan's giving us that look. I can see it in his face. Uh, <laughs> this is why we also need Jonathan. Um, we know how we ramble Although a lot this, with Rob. I feel like this too. episode is longer than it probably than the is. One at this point. 
At least this one was a little it's, more it's on track. There, we getting... focused. We focused. Um, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram. Um, I also manage the TikTok account, which is the first one to die. It is also the name of all our social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Jonathan, where can we find you? Yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you please. I didn't mean for that to be a bar, but it Bars. was. It really Jerome, was. where can people find you? You can at? find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram, also at RoboZooMedia. Find out more about other stuff I'm being working on. Uh, granted, know that that's taken with a grain of salt because I don't have much up there just yet, but we'll get there. You uh, desire it. And also, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was also going to say, and you can follow us on all the social medias at the first ones to die. That's on the Twitters, the Facebooks, Instagrams, all that good stuff. And uh, also, if you would like, comment below. Tell us who, or uh, comment below on this YouTube video, but also comment on Twitter and Facebook. You know, reach out to us. Who do you want to win the Oscars? Pick any category. If you want to do all of them, do all of them. If you want to do just a few, like the big ones we talked about here, pick those who do you want to win you know what movies did you like seeing that have been nominated for the oscars tell us we were very curious Wait, no shit talking steven yen because i will find you <laughs> you heard it here first and on that note we'll see you all next week hopefully our predictions are not incredibly and embarrassingly wrong but I hope who are. knows who knows at this point our, our 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 predictions for what the plots of the international feature films were certainly wrong. So that's any indication. We'll see you next week you know for Falcon happen. and Winter Soldier. I wasn't that far off. Yeah. Yes. Yay. And we'll have a special guest too. Yes. So exciting. We'll, All right. We won't tell you his name just yet. But not, not yet. Tune in for that. All right. We'll see you all next week. And until then. Bye. Bye. -bye. bye.